people are living in in uh, ignorant bliss if they don't believe that players are out there sliding into DMs. I can confirm it does happen. Fate of the universe on the line. I want Iguadala. Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the Ball is Bay podcast, the largest NBA podcast in an Indian accent. If you're hoping to hear the lyrical genius of Ashwin to start the podcast, I have to disappoint you all. But Ashwin won't be joining us today on this episode. But fear not, today we have with us a special guest from the land of the Boston Celtics. Someone who loves smoothies, currently works at ESPN, and is building her content creation chops, which are on full display on her Instagram account, O'Flintstone. Without further ado, let's all put our hands together for Hannah O'Flynn. It's a whole production. We have a whole it. production. You don't worry about it. It's all, it's all very, very, uh, very professional. So welcome to the Ballers Bay pod, Hannah. And uh, thank you for taking the time. You know, we have been, uh, we've actually, uh, I, I've actually seen your work before. And, you know, when, when Sean introduced us, I was very, very excited to have you on board and, and uh, hear your story and your journey. Uh, for the uninitiated, um, uh, would you mind giving a small kind of brief introduction i can do it myself but i thought it's better if it comes from the, <laughs> from the person itself so uh yeah i feel like i feel like you covered most of the bases honestly um yeah as of now career-wise i'm a producer at espn i was a producer at the nba previously and um yeah, I play a lot of basketball for fun. I play the saxophone. I'm really into just creating content and being creative. And um, yeah, I I'm, have one of five girls. I'm part of a big family. We're really close. Uh, that's, that's about it. That's awesome. I mean, honestly, you, you are being extremely humble. Uh, uh, you know, I think I think uh, your content is pretty incredible. Uh uh, I think the recent drop you did about the basketball. Yeah, the Wilson basketball video. Yeah, that was really good. That was hard. It was. That was difficult. How I, much time did you take to do it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was so, fun fact, I was actually moving out of my place at the time uh, in Connecticut. Um, I live right, or I was living right by where the ESPN headquarters right. is in Bristol. I was living in West Hartford in Connecticut and I was just moving out um, just due to the pandemic and everything. I can work from home. I can work from anywhere. So once my lease was up, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't need to be in Connecticut anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, there's other places. Um, but yeah, I was moving out and I actually was moving out of my full closet and that whole video is done in my small closet. <laughs> I wow. spent most of the day just getting the timing down of the dribbles to the beat. Uh, yeah, it, it was definitely one of the hardest dribble to the beat videos I've done. So Cause it's um, also difficult to kind of sit and, sit and do that. Like it's, I think it's a little bit more easier to stand and dribble, <laughs> but to like sit and dribble is even more difficult. Yeah, it's, it's different, but I, I made it work. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Hannah, I, 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 we kind of sent you a couple of questions to answer and you, you talked about kind of being this ultra athlete, uh, good at everything, 
And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I did kind of Google you out and, and uh, it does seem like you were kind of captain of literally everything in sports. And, uh, <laughs> you know, how did you, how did you, I mean, uh, how did you land towards basketball? I'm sure you, you're, you're really good at track and field. Uh, and I think the other one was, I don't remember, but soccer, soccer right? Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, growing up, my parents kind of put me in everything. Um, yeah. So how, how yeah, did you, how did you kind of navigate that... your way into the NBA to be start? Uh, you started working in the NBA and you kind of moved up mm-hmm. uh, into, into, I think, uh, a content role. And then now you're a producer. ESPN. So how does that work? If somebody wants to join the NBA on the NBA side of things, which is not a player, but, you know, kind of get into the job part of the NBA or the... Totally. How, yeah. How no, I think like the, the key thing for that is to sort of remember that the NBA, like any company, is just this big corporation. So you kind of have to figure out what it is that you're interested within the NBA. So for me, my entire background is sort of content production and social media. Mm-hmm. So I studied, um, I majored in film and media in school um, and studio art. And I did a bunch of internships. I interned for Nickelodeon and the Today Show and this um, company, startup sports media company called Whistle Sports. Um, and so I was kind of doing that and also doing freelance work and sort of developing my resume and along the way figuring out kind of what I want to do. Um, to be completely honest, I, I had no clear plan when I was in college of exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I just kind of figured it out as I went. Uh, and I think it's totally fine to not be sure, but I think figuring out kind of what interests you within the MBA. So there's obviously like so many different departments you could go into. And, um, I chose production, but you know, you could be in charge of player relations. You could be part of the HR team. There's just endless options like there is in any of those big companies. So, um, I think, the biggest thing, in my opinion, is um, building your resume and kind of proving your worth and proving you're capable. Um, and also, uh, I think for me, it really helped that I that I um, was hyper focused on education and doing well in school and everything. Um, and then connections. Like at the end of the day, it's it's very helpful to try and find people that are that have the same type of interests as you and sort of network right. and um yeah so I, i'd say those are okay. all pretty helpful things and getting that experience early um one thing that i definitely tell people who are still in college or you know even in high school if you have a really good idea right. what you want to do which i didn't nobody does <laughs> but I think go it's, just go it's so out and do to it have an idea what you want to do in high school yeah it's so hard i mean i'm still figuring it out but yeah it's like the more time you put into it the more you narrow it down over time and the more you kind of just take whatever the best opportunity is that comes to you but getting that experience um whether it's through an internship and maybe you hate it and then you learn okay i don't like that um or even going out and shooting your own content. Right. I know for a while I was like, oh, I don't have the best equipment. I don't know if this idea is strong enough yet. I want to keep working on it. Like I'm not ready. And the biggest thing I have to say to that is just who, just go, just go do it, go shoot. Um, you know, whatever it is that you're interested in, it might not even be production, but just go work on it and sort of see where it goes and work on your network and connections and, um, I don't know. 
prove your worth. And and how make it happen for yourself? What made you move from the NBA to ESPN? Like, is it is it the is it that you wanted to explore more things outside the NBA uh, or? Yeah, yeah. So I was at at the NBA for three and a half years. Loved it. Um, Ball is life. Like I legitimately go. Ball is bay. (laughs) (laughs) That's too real of a statement for me. Ball is the only bay. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I play pickup basketball pretty much every other day. Every, oh, even um, today? Every, even, not, not right now. Because uh, the pandemic has right, been killing right, right. me. Trust me. But um, yeah, I'll still go out and shoot around and work on my skills, which I think is super valuable within itself. But yeah, just I, I you know, grew up loving basketball was my favorite sport and now my career is you know within sports and hyper focused on basketball but just to get back to the NBA and ESPN I had been there for three and a half years I had you know grown from a logger um, all the way up to a producer over time and I kind of was at just at this point where I was like, you know what? I just need a new experience. I, I've had so much m- much growth here. I've had such an incredible experience here. But I can tell I just need more responsibility, and I, I just need a, a change. And I don't I don't see it happening in this environment right now. So I just sort of put myself out there and started applying to jobs and. Um, very different from my first job application I'm sure, experience. Yeah, yeah. I, you had you had something. Yeah, you, had, so, you, had some, you had an Instagram cha- channel to show. Oh yeah, yeah. So the first time I applied to jobs, you know, out of college, I had a few internships, and I was like, yeah, like I'm really, I've got a decent amount of experience, and I feel pretty good, and and oh my gosh, I swear I got denied, or even worse than getting denied, just didn't hear back from almost everyone. It took me forever to get a job, and I just remember it was it being the most exhausting time because all everyone talks about that knows and cares about you is, hey, like, do you know this person, or have you thought about doing this? And you're like, I think about this all the time, every day, yeah. <laughs> around the clock. I'm working on it. Like, thank you, I appreciate you, but at the same time, it's like it's almost as if I'm not always thinking about it. But yes. I eventually did land this job with the MBA after a long period of time. And it was a position at the time that I felt that I was overqualified for. But I was like, you know what? It's a step in the door. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Um, so in- interviewed around, um, barely talked to almost anyone. And um, my after I had a few interviews and, you know, ESPN at the end of one of my interviews, I thought I'd, you know, hear back from them in two weeks. And, um, they, they immediately right there offered me the job and I, I couldn't believe it. So that means um, you're doing something right. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think, I think one of the things, one of the good things about being an athlete is that there is a part of you that's very competitive. And, you know, I think that's, uh, that kind of shows and, you know, when, when you're, when you kind of have to go from the bottom up to up, you kind of like really focus and you learn. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think that's, that, that kind of, uh, really helps you. In this. For sure. Yeah. No, I think being an athlete just generally helps in a lot of areas in life. But yeah, no, that was, that was definitely huge and really helpful. And, you know, I, it was almost just like that job offer was too good to be true. And I, I was like, I, I'm just going to take it. Like, I thought I was going to be interviewing around for a while, kind of weighing my options. And it just kind of, um, 
slap me in the face. Nice. So, so, so <laughs> within like, okay. ESPN, do you still cover the like? Are you still under the NBA umbrella, or do you cover other sports, or do you? Um, do... umbrella as in like still working with yeah, them. Yeah, or... I mean, what I mean is that I think ESPN covers so many sports, like NBA, just NBA, right? But do you, do you oh, work yeah. on the NBA side of ESPN or like the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, now I'm um. I've moved around with an ESPN already. I've been there for a year. Um, so I started up at this um, position. I was a producer for this brand new show. Um, it was called The Replay on Quibi. Okay. I don't know if oh you've heard of God, Quibi. Oh, my God. The Quibi. The whole debacle. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good Quibi. start. But That's not a good start for the career. <laughs> so what did you work on as your first project? You know Quibi. <laughs> yeah, Quibi. Yeah, no, but I, I, I just, there's something super interesting about it because I think it's super rare that you can be part of a very startup vibe yeah. in an extremely established company. So to me, I was like, how incredible is that, that we're creating and working on this brand new show? You know, you have a lot of creative freedom and within it, and it's just like going to be this brand new experience. And I know I'm going to learn a lot, um, which I did. But yeah, it just seemed so enticing to me because it was just like a startup vibe and a brand new show covering all sports, you know, the, the top stories all within five minutes. So I would walk in around 5 p.m., review all the biggest stories that happened that day, make a um, layout of what I think each segment could potentially be on. And obviously we just adjust throughout the night depending on uh, – breaking news or different events that happened. And I'd assign segments, approve scripts. We'd have a whole show made. And then I'd go to the control room, work with our talent, record it. And, you know, by 5 a.m. the next day when everyone's waking up, there's a show that covers everything that happened in sports. Wow. So that was, um, a lot of work. that was my first role. And I learned a lot. It was amazing. Um, very intense environment, but also one of the best teams I've worked on. Um, and... Now I'm a producer and um, sort of manager of a certain section on the ESPN app. Okay. It's called ESPN Stories. Okay. And uh, you can see it if you go on the app okay. and you scroll down, there's a section called like ESPN Stories. Um, and then as well as Snapchat, um, SC Now, it's called on Snapchat. And um, there's little things I do here and there. I'll, I'll help out with um you know, a post on, on social. So like on sports center, ESPN or ESPNW, any of those kind of Instagram accounts or Twitters. Um, so it, it kind of just depends on what I'm working on and, uh, I'll pitch things to different people too, just cause I, I think it's really important to sort of have a really good general idea of everything that's going on in the yeah. company, not just your small little world. And I think that helps you kind of grow and understand the bigger picture so that makes sense yeah that's a little bit no, that, of that's, uh, that's, what i do you know i mean th like i said i think uh one of the things that we as basketball fans kind of really forget and and the basketball players always remind us about how this is a business and how this is you know this is the meat this is the business of media and and uh you know media is a huge mm -hmm. part of basketball so you know as a former athlete or someone who's who's seen kind of the athlete side of things and kind of the business media business side of things uh i just wanted to kind of hear more thoughts on 
you know the the idea of narratives right so uh nba mm-hmm. is all about narratives you know like who are the mvp candidates and like the narratives start from day one and espn mm-hmm. i mean espn is a huge part of this whole sport narrative yeah i mean machine. espn yeah. is like the king of telling stories of different athletes and that's kind of so is there is there something is there you know i mean you don't have to say anything that you know like we said uh, don't get fired uh <laughs> but but do you, but are there are there narratives within the company itself where uh I don't think they prefer a player over the other but there is definitely like okay this story is doing better or this player's story is doing better so let's make more stories mm-hmm. about it because I I run my own company so I definitely see that when we see a certain blog post doing well then we say okay this blog Absolutely. post is doing well so let's let's write more content about it or that's it for sure yeah there's absolutely no question certain athletes that you know no matter who they are they're just going to perform well and also you're just you know you're working with whoever your audience is so if your audience likes you know hearing about lebron or tom brady or or um just like a big name athlete then you've sort of feed it to them, but also at the same time, it's like, that's kind of the news. <laughs> yeah. um, something that I'm always trying to check myself on is making sure that no matter who uh, it, it's about, it's like, okay, what what is it about this story that makes it important? Right. Why, if it's not as big now, it has potential to grow and be bigger later. And I think that's something that I personally like, some the voices that I really want to amp- amplify are people of color and women. And so especially for like the women's side in sports, I think that's growing, which is amazing. But there's right. definitely moments where I'm like, you know what, like, maybe not right now, it's going to perform the same numbers as XYZ. But I think there's something super powerful about this story and people will appreciate and enjoy it. And I want to build that audience so they know about these players. Um, so, so that's is, is this specifically in the W, the WNBA or just kind of, this is, this is generally women's sports. Um, but yeah, W, I mean, a perfect example of a story that I was just really, uh, excited about and performed really well, uh, is Paige Beckers. I don't know how much you're following. You follow, uh, college basketball uh, or, or he, high school no, basketball. No, not, I mean, not too much no. A certain group of players coming up, uh, especially younger, uh, Paige Beckers, Haley Van Lith, like all of these elite basketball players. And they're so fun to watch. And their basketball IQ is amazing. And so, um, you know, we put out a story about how like she's just a freshman and, and she ended up actually getting the MVP, like the oh, player wow. of the year this year as a freshman in college. And she plays at UConn. But yeah, just like stories like that, that... um Maybe your typical only NBA fan wouldn't see, but if you're a Hooper and uh, you understand oh, that Hooper. world, you appreciate okay. it. I mean, there's this whole I, I, this whole culture today of like Hoopers and casuals, and it's really interesting to see that whole kind of like these new terminologies. Are, casuals. <laughs> it was a casual. Uh, what is casuals? Just like I mean, like I hoop, but I'm not serious. Oh, you about haven't it. heard of this ter- this terminology called casuals? No. Oh, whoa, whoa. Enlighten me. So casuals are people who don't really understand basketball. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just, oh. yeah, you know, they, they don't know. But they like to be in the basketball yeah. 
discussions. discussions oh i know a lot of yeah. those those are the same ones that talk trash about everything <laughs> the same guys that never made the jv basketball team are the ones that are like oh, i could do that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so I, I think i don't know which, uh, i know those i don't know which channel was it a youtube channel or was it a uh uh i don't know they did this thing where they invited people that tweeted oh tom brady can't throw this i could throw this and they invite the person and they say oh there was there was a there was a it's on yeah it's on youtube this is exactly what came to mind but it was it was a uh it was at least the one i'm thinking of was focused on kickers Kickers, yes yes Uh, and yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. It's, it was an ESPN story. Oh yeah, it was. And, oh god, um, okay. They brought different kickers in, right. and it was just people that were trolls in the internet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they were like, "Oh no, I can do that." And then she was like, "Well, there you go. Let's see it. Here we are. Here's your stage and platform." You know? Yeah, so, that was hilarious. That was really was so good. good. Yeah. Uh, well, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, what I wanted to also kind of talk about, so let's talk some NBA because, you know, this is the NBA basketball podcast. And so, uh, uh, Love let's it. talk a little bit about the NBA. So favorite team right now that you like to follow, not the, the team you love, but right now, what, what mm. team are you? Okay. Like, so, liking? so I'll start by saying I grew up in Massachusetts. So Celtics. I'm a core, uh, Celtics, but I have to say that because of my time at the NBA, I've become a much more individual players, um, you know, overall scope fan. And I think it just helps you realize players get traded constantly. Um, These days. A lot of it oftentimes. Yeah. These days, a lot of times it's not in their hands um, or, you know, they have to just do what's best for them. And you realize pretty quickly when you have a general perspective, I had very much tunnel vision when I was growing Celtics. up, like most all sports athletes, especially if you're in Boston. But yeah, so I think I just Paul became Pierce much more. Then. I love P- like, I love Paul Pierce. Even after yeah. his whole. Uh, his... We're not going to talk about the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> his fade away, though. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty good. That step back. The step back was pretty good. Step back was pretty good. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, no, he's he's a good. <laughs> it's not very smart. He's a nice. It's not very smart. But I I've heard I've heard yeah, rumors but, um, that he's going to bar stools. So I, I totally see that as like a bar really? stools. Oh my gosh! Uh, move, you know that is that is a that's move. A bar I feel like that's move. a clean pivot. That's a clear pivot. Yeah. And if you ever <laughs> want to go to bar stools, that's, bar that's stool. the move. You know, that's how you move to bar stools. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I um, I I grew up, you know, all New England kind of fan, but um, yeah, I've definitely gotten a much wider scope of all of the players and just kind of picked favorites and and followed them. But I'd say right now the team that I'm personally really excited about, I don't know, I think uh, it's tough because they they lost to the Lakers super recently, but I think the Nets I'm excited about. I just uh, think the Van fact Wagner. that they've had so many changes. Van Wagner. Casual. <laughs> Van Wagner. That's what it, it's a casual. <laughs> I think the fact that they had so many changes, yeah. it's like, I don't know, just that that power, power three of Harden and Katie and Kyrie. I just want to see what they can do because they clearly are all going there. Yeah. To win a chip, yeah, I like mean, they're going to win. There, there is no other motivation. Like they are just so, they have the setup. Yeah. If they can do it, if they can do it, 
You know what I'm saying? Healthy, so if they're healthy, it's not them, even yeah. like I, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. So that that's a team. Um, I have a couple friends in the Magic, so I always like supporting them. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Friends as in players or. Yeah, oh, as in who players. are these uh, friends, players <laughs> from the match? Yeah, so I grew up. I grew up with um, Michael Carter Williams. Oh wow! Um, and I'm also friends with Cole. But um, yeah, they're they're just uh, just super fun to watch. And I don't know. I think whenever you have a personal like attachment to any team, it it makes all the difference when anything good or bad happens for them. You want to be supporting them. So that's always fun for me to watch. Uh, I don't know. It, I have a lot of individual players that I really love watching. Um, I don't know. I, I love Kawhi. Yes. Luca's awesome. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Kawhi, Kawhi, I low key, when he hit that shot, you know the, the shot, shot I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I might name my child Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Kawhi's like so. I really like, he, he just has this like, dopamine. all right, you know, you're losing. Just give the ball to me. I'll, I'll, I'll get this. I'll get this done for you. He just got that like silent <laughs> killer. He doesn't. He, I, I have so much respect for him on so many levels, and I feel like he gets trashed by the media, kind of like we were talking about before, because he's like known as this like kind of like quiet, yeah. you know, monotone, whatever. But I, I at least based on interviews that I've seen in like the NBA archives and also just like players perspectives, he seems like a really cool, chill dude who just is minding his own business and getting it done. You know what I'm saying? And he is, he's a, like he's elite out there. It's just robotic. It's unbelievable. So, um, I've always enjoyed watching him and he lets his game speak for himself. And yeah, he's, he's a fun player to watch. I, I hope the Clippers do better uh they've definitely been a bit disappointing based on the expectations the past couple of years but i don't know i the the bubble life was different so i i understand that that's tough i mean if you think about it, it when he was going through those things in the bubble it's like all you're doing is you're stuck in there you're not with your friends you're not with your family you're with your teammates but it's like you're it's almost you know it's a job to a certain point yeah. and then all you're seeing you're just spending all your time scrolling on your phone and seeing all these people trash and destroy you so it's like oh my god you know it's like there's no escape and <laughs> yeah and if you're just like in in your own head it, i feel like i can see it being really difficult to kind of escape that feeling and that situation when you're literally physically sort of locked down in this area Mm. so um i don't know i think the bubble was worked on for a lot of teams because it helped them hyper focus but in the same vein i I think it i can see how it would be difficult for certain players to you know be away from their loved ones for so long and also if you know they just feel off or they're not having good games kind of getting lost in that so um yeah, no, I I, uh, I can see it being tough. Yeah, it was I think very difficult. So you said Luca. So I I wanted to I wanted to talk about this when you said that you want you wanted to Luca. Steph went off the other day. Oh my gosh, how exciting is that? He passed Will, best shooter of all time in my opinion. Curry's shot is unbelievable. It, he's he's ridiculous. Do you see him warming up from half? Just just casually like swish after swish. Not even like. 
not even like backboard or rim or like a little bit like the cleanest swish barely hits the net just I'm I'm pumped I actually just downloaded masterclass because I I don't know why but I have no time on my hands but I I still decided that this is a good idea and I just want to learn so and he's on there and he teaches you um you know like handles and shooting and I haven't taken the class yet but I can't wait so so, so. this is a good segue actually this is a good segue yeah okay it's a good, perfect it's a good segue there you go I mean I just thought of this question so uh so your your uncle or dad I read this is also a sportsman right right I read that my my whole family right, is sports right, okay. fans my dad's an orthopedic surgeon um, All right. So he he uh, yeah. Okay. So so the segue was when I was because I was gonna say that a lot of it goes credit to his dad, you know, because who who was also one of the best shooters of all time at his era, uh, yes. and, and so he probably kind of instilled all those kind of mechanics and and how absolutely how the fact that he grew up with his brother too, who is also in the NBA. Exactly. It's just yeah. So so do you think you, that you have that whole environment? Do you think that Bronny is gonna be great? Yes. Okay. I you do. think he's going to be LeBron Short James answer, great yes. or just great? That's that's I don't that's know. That's too much we'll expectation. See, but I, I, it's a lot of pressure, lot of pressure and I, I mean I don't know. The one thing I remember is LeBron saying he regrets naming his child his exact name because he wants him to be his own person. And uh, I even saw in the Space Jam trailer that, like, you know, his other son was like, oh, just let me be me, you know? So, <laughs> like, there's some theme going on here. And LeBron's clearly aware of it. But it's tough. I mean, when you set that bar and you set that expectation, it's like, it, you yeah. know, it, it. I can see it, someone putting a lot of pressure on themselves. So I hope that Bronny just is his own player and does – doesn't let that pressure get to him. It seems like he's been good about that. Um, but you know, just, just do, do you. And, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I can see that being not an easy, it's tough. Um, it's really difficult. I think. <laughs> yeah. Thing to live up to. So have you had any, have you had any players read into it too much when you were a part of the NBA or did you interact with, players uh i think i asked you this question that you know the whole instagram players oh like with it for me personally yeah, or, or, or or others of your friends or you know you 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 said you have friends in orlando so what's the what's the what's the deal there like is this true uh i mean we have seen screenshots <laughs> of players like sliding into dms all the time so what's the yeah no i mean i i think i think uh yes uh it definitely happens i think it would be um, I don't know. People are living in in uh, ignorant bliss if they don't believe that yeah. players are out there sliding into DMs. Um, I can confirm it does happen, but um, yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> What's the right approach? I think it's What's just the right approach. The approach <laughs> to what responding to or sliding into the well, DMs. Well, also like, well, like, do you think it's okay for? I mean, I think it's okay. I mean, if players want to do it, you know, if they're not married or whatever. But um, yeah, I just, I just wanted, I just want a confirmation that it happens. That's all. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think it happens. Slash, I know it does. Um, but I'd say, uh, I don't know. I, it's funny how social media is just like another form of communication now and another way to get to know somebody and. 
um, I don't know. I, I personally just like, as far as like collaborations and appreciating people and, and just like, you know, hitting them up and being like, yo, you're, I love your work. You know, Instagram is kind of, it's just like a natural place to reach out to people and appreciate them. Um, but yeah, as, as, as far as like sliding in the DMS, uh, I mean, you can scroll through my Instagram. (laughs) There's a lot of proof that that happens a lot. You know, I, I actually I try my best to respond to everybody and be like, thank you so much. But like, there's always a line I draw of like, okay, is this person just appreciating me for my work and my creativity? And like, or are they just are they just trying to hit me up? You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm always like, like this, this, who do I respond to? Like, I want to be, I want to interact with people. Like that, my platform for me, it's like really special when I get to interact. Like, there's so many people that I've been able to talk to and meet through yeah. it. And um, I saw that, I saw the post and, about the basketball you know, people all over thing. the yeah, world. That was, pretty, that was pretty. Oh yeah. The, the courts around the world. Yeah. That was, that was really fun to, Oh my gosh. It was, it was really fun to make, but it was also hard because I haven't traveled in so long because of the pandemic, but it was like, <laughs> I was like living vicariously through the, through the content that I was creating. But um, yeah, just there's, there's so many amazing, powerful connections that you can make through social media. And there's obviously a lot of negative to it too, and glorifying people's lives. But um, I don't know, I just, for me personally, it's a huge creative outlet. And I've just met so many people through it. And this, you know, I, I, my thing, my favorite messages is when I'm messaging with young girls who are trying to play basketball or just want advice on whether it's sports or just like life in general, that's like my favorite ever. It, it makes me so happy. I, I, the other day taught one of the girls like a better shooting form. I sent her a video just on Instagram. Oh, wow. um, res- she sent me a video of herself. So I responded back and was like, this is sick. You know, like she's really talented for so young. And I'm like, just make sure, you know, you like follow through and you don't have your elbow. You have your uh, balance size elbow follow through, yeah. you know? So it's just like those connections and those conversations it just makes it all worth it so i don't know how i got here from nba players sliding <laughs> in dms but uh <laughs> there is a beautiful side yeah. of about uh, connecting and finding new connections to complete strangers yeah, yeah. yeah. There, i think and that's how you got in touch with sean me, right? anyway. I, mean, I think sean of crossover uh, yeah, he hit. Yeah, I think that's yeah. If I remember correctly, he just hit me up and was like, "Hey, this is what we're about." Um, you know, we're this amazing program, and eventually we'd like you to come to India and just all this stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, this is yeah. so cool. I love what you're stuff, doing, yeah. and that thank you for letting me know." So it's just you don't even know about some things that are going on until you to you reach out. Um, yeah, sure. And then it becomes a whole opportunity. I I way back when reached out to this group called uh, Venice Ball League shot a video. Uh, I loved their stuff and I reached out to them. I was like, Hey, can I wear some of your jerseys for this? Like Venice beach stomp basketball video. I was doing like a tribute to this, the old Nike commercial. Oh, I saw that. Where they're dribbling. The hardened one where you, yeah, where you have so, the beard in the end. Exactly. The step back <laughs> into the ocean. That was good. I ruined a perfectly clean, brand new white pair of shoes for that, but no regrets. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I just hit them up and they responded. And now uh, it, it's still in the works, but I'm about to go on tour with them at this group called the Hoop Bus for like the whole summer across the country. So it's wow. like, 
you never know what those connections might entail later on. And and are you going to do um, the the take the take your basket with you all everywhere, or like I I so there there this this group uh, which you should look them up if you haven't heard of them. They're called the Hoop Bus. They're amazing. I've done a few posts with them, but I haven't made it like hyper clear that it's Hoop Bus. But I'm like sitting on the Hoop Bus. But basically, it's just a school bus that has two rims on either side oh, and it, they yeah. have all of these unbelievable basketball players professional dunkers harlem globetrotters athletes e- even pro players too um visiting or traveling with this hoop bus and they were um at least over the past year with um you know so many things going on not only in the p- pandemic but obviously even extremely recently just the problem of so many <laughs> the systematic issues we're going through <laughs> yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. life very hard for people of color yeah. and uh so they were like at the forefront of also just like being at those marches they had you know black lives matter and all of everyone everyone's name across the bus and it's just like this uh, super amazing um force of empowering and, and inspiring people that are doing important things and having important conversations. So um, that I'm excited because this tour that's coming up is going to be an all women's basketball tour. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, we're going to be playing street ball. Like it's, so it's going to be super dope. Is it a team dope, that goes so. around playing uh, street ball with other teams or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so are you, we're what, just like a, a crew. What position do you play? I, I can be anywhere. You put me wherever. I'll oh, play anything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can I can uh, bring the ball up or I can post you up whatever you need I got you but what's um, your go-to move yeah what's the, your go-to move when, when you have to get a bucket to, what, uh, what, what do you do what's your uh uh I really my my favorite shot slash range is mid-range I think uh, my game's kind of old school in that way and I I think uh that's kind of why I was laughing about Paul Pierce earlier because like that jumper like the Tatum Pierce kind of like mid-range jumper that's yeah i love that so like i'll either you know create some distance and post you up and turn around and hit a jumper or i'll be cutting and catch and hit the jumper so um that and then just like a quick slash drive i feel like that's that's kind of my game um most of the time but uh yeah i'm really excited there's there's a really cool group of girls going on this trip and um it's still in the works but uh, once the pandemic is done though yeah it's so it's gonna be the game plan is this summer and hopefully you know by the time we leave which i think will be around june um there's going to be a lot you know most everyone who's wanted to get a vaccine will have gotten it yeah. um you know fingers crossed my my youngest sister is just getting hers now and um most of my family is either you know just getting their first dose or fully vaccinated which is amazing um but yeah i think by that time hopefully everyone who does want to get the vaccine has gotten it and um i'm still going to be wearing a mask and just like being as safe as and respectful as possible but um you know by that time hopefully the whole squad that'll be traveling is fully vaccinated and um yeah, I mean, I, I have not played 
basketball with another human in a year and it is it's, it's hard it's it's tough out here man yeah. it's it's so hard yeah it's just like so much of my social life too is kind of just basketball based on playing yeah. i when i first moved to new york i didn't know anyone i i legitimately just was living on with my aunt when i was first interning and um i was in east village and i would just go play pickup every day and i just met a group of friends through that so um yeah it's it's tough but hopefully it will be better things will change <laughs> yeah <laughs> stick with it we're just we're all just working on our individual game right now that's that, all we're just building the skills that, that's fair that's fair building the foundation <laughs> that's fair <laughs> all right so so some more nba stuff uh have you been following the mvp race very closely or not super closely i know is it Jokic right now yeah. that's that's kind of on the top yeah Jokic. i heard him beads back in the conversation yeah. but he has, i mean the problem uh, is yeah. ish I, I yeah i wouldn't weigh him in quite yet but i'd say i've heard Jokic is at the top and uh i know Giannis is in there um, i think harden is kind of making a run at this point but yeah but harden's he got injured in there as, as well as soon as you know Poor Harden's always in the conversation. It's just... so I, I, I sense that your favorite player is Harden. I sense it a little bit. No? No, not really. I mean, I, I sh- I'm not going to disrespect his game at all. He's he's uh, legit. I think he gets uh, a little too much too hate. Too much hate, yeah, um, too much hate. He, he, you know, he's got his, his step back that I was <laughs> showing in the video. Yeah. But, I mean, he... He's so versatile, and uh, his game is super unique. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I appreciate him as a player, um, and I, I, but I wouldn't say he's like my favorite player. But I think, I think he's really, really gifted, and uh, you know, boy can dance too. Oh, really? Harden and Westbrook out here just <laughs> killing the game. <laughs> Uh, that's true. That's true. So, so who is your favorite player? I don't think I asked you this question. Um. Okay. So, of all time, I, I I'm always iffy on this question, but I I I um I'd say uh, Vince Carter for his dunks. Wow. I like love Vince Carter. I I could just watch his uh 2000 All Star Dunk Contest all day and never get tired of it. Allen Iverson, yes. right. um, you know, for what he did for the culture and just how shifty yeah. of a player Allen he Iverson was, and was just phenomenal. I, I mean, I, I oh tell this gosh. to people a lot because an... a lot of people kind of like try to compare him with Steph or Russell Westbrook, and both of them are pretty good players. I mean, you know, Steph was, you know, but the most dominant player I've ever seen play on the basketball court was Shaquille O'Neal in the Lakers' time. Like that, that guy. Oh was God. Just, Shaq. He was, uh, you know, it was he, crazy. And, crazy. And the only other player that I saw play like Toto Toto Shaq and like on the court had more gravity was Allen Iverson in that finals. Like to to have more gravity than Shaq is is you know it, it speaks volumes because you know it's not easy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he beyond basketball, he just did so much for like. You know, just what everyone wore. I swear to God, everyone was wearing, uh, even me, I was wearing shorts 
way past my knees. A, a t-shirt two sizes too big for me. I didn't go as far as like the headband and everything you didn't, you didn't else, but you know, like I didn't. <laughs> that would probably be problematic in many ways, but yeah, I, I was just. It's so funny how like one player yeah. and uh, can sort of start a whole sort of movement and. Um, yeah, so he he's he's on that list, and then I, I think uh, Michael Jordan, maybe those three. <laughs> it's a weird group, but they're all for very different reasons, you know. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so Vince Carter, the best dunker of all time, for you, easy. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, stylistically, and just what he did for making a statement and making the dunk contest what it is. God. Definitely, I'm not going to count out. There's some iconic dunkers. No I, think Vince, no, I think Vince was far ahead than everybody. I mean, you don't have to be so politically correct. Like, Vince was just far ahead. I think most people <laughs> would say that Vince is number one, and then everybody can fight for number two. Yeah, yeah and you can argue for different things, yeah. right? You can argue for, like, his... His all-star game dunks were just something else. Um, I mean, you can argue for, like, best in-game dunks, but even then, he, he ruined some people. Uh, I always think of that dunk in the Olympics. Oh, uh, that guy, that poor here. guy. <laughs> Yo, R.I.P. <laughs> oh well, the thing about Vince was that when he dunked, it, it has so much power in it. You know, like, Michael Jordan was a good dunker, but he didn't have that kind of power. He was more, like, kind of grace and all the hang time and all that but Vince just yeah, was just yeah. Like, Vince was emphatic yeah. so I think that's what kind of gave yeah. him that because that's what you think of a dunk and right? just like yeah. his the dex I don't know just like how do you turn your body like that and move that quickly and dunk that hard he it's, had it's hang just, time also yeah but also when he dunked yes. it, it, there was like power to it like it, he wanted to embarrass you you know um, yes no and then speaking of which yeah. the dunks recently have been insane yeah Ant-Man's dunk. I'm telling you, Anthony's going to have so many, so many highlight reels. He's already just, like, you can see he's got that. He wants to post. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, there have been so many posters lately that have just been crazy. And it's so exciting to see. uh, Even, like, Blake Griffin's out here dunking now, too. He's, like, he hasn't hasn't dunked for a few past seasons. And all of a sudden, he's out here brand new legs <laughs> once he joins the team i'm like this is i'm all about this i could do this i could watch this all day you know so i yeah. anytime a player's out here dunking kuzma just dunked it last night like it's just like little unexpected things like that or like even this I, guy I just, what's his name it, uh, so. john morant is a very good dunker in game oh yeah and he wants no, jaws jaws an yeah, athlete he wants to he's dunk elite yeah that's the, that's the important yeah. part. Like he, if he sees like a little bit of airspace and he sees a defender, it's like, all right, I'm going. You know, like he's missed a lot of dunks. Like there's a lot <laughs> of missed like dunks. I'm about to end your life. Yeah, but he wants to. I mean, the other person that I want to see more aggressive on dunking is Zion Williamson, because Zion can take you, take three people and dunk, and it could be like it could they could be some really good nasty dunks. But I don't think he has that. Oh my gosh. He doesn't. He doesn't want to embarrass. Like he's. He's this big, powerful guy. <laughs> Zion's just this he's nice like, Who's really bear. nice, you know? <laughs> and he's just like, you know, I don't want, I don't yeah. want to embarrass you, that. I'm, I'm curious about Zion. Yeah, I want to see where the next few years where he goes because he's been balling out recently. He, he has been absolutely crushing people. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, 
And he's not just even trying. I don't know, think he's points even and contributions. Yet. Not even talking about dunks. He's yeah. he's really going somewhere. And then with dunks in mind, yeah, he he's a powerhouse. I hope uh, the one thing that I'm concerned about is I really hope that he um, just as far as like his landings and stuff, at least early on. Um, Health wise, yeah. I just remember being concerned because I'm like, he he's a big dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's strong. He's got a lot to sort of carry with him. So it's like I. Uh, you don't want a Derrick Rose, you know, who was also phenomenal. I, I, he can't be landing like at weird angles on one foot. He's got to be like, he's got to make sure his form is strong because I don't want any type of no. further injuries to happen. We want, Z- we want know, Zion so. for another fifteen years. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like some of these players who are just, you know, so strong. It's just like you don't want it to. You just got to keep that long term shape and, and work towards that. So I. I uh, I really hope that for him, and I think I can see potential in it for sure. So <laughs> I'm glad you see potential, have... Anna. I'm glad you see potential in Zaya. You know, <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. We usually end it with this, <laughs> like a rapid fire question round. So if this is oh god, oh my gosh, okay. So this is rapid fire. All right. Um, okay. So uh, if you had to pick. Uh, a player to start your team would it be Larry Bird or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Okay. Um, I'm worried about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like stuff like this. I go back and I sit in the shower and I, I regret all of it. No, I don't regret that answer. Regret. I, I love Larry Bird, but like Michael. Jordan, well, it's always interesting because the Celtics, you know, pride always kicks in. It's like Larry Bird. Yeah, <laughs> Larry was great. <laughs> Michael never won against Larry, you know, stuff like that comes out. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, he's a uh, three-point shooter. Unbelievable. But, but if you had to start I mean, a team, Michael I think Jordan, that's why I put the, the question, because if you had to start a team, you know, Larry can pass. Yeah, it's important. Uh, that's essential. Now you can sit and li- hear, think about it all. <laughs> it's like, oh, I should have picked Larry. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> No, I don't regret that answer. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, bigger potential for the future, Zion or Luca? Luca. Uh, okay, this answer is twofold. I don't know if yeah, I'm yeah, answering definitely. quickly. I think Luca has more untapped potential as far as showing us what he's capable of. I think it's just because he's he was just a rookie and he's younger. Um, I think Luca is kind of in a place. I mean, they were both all stars this year, but I, you know, Zion just kind of like made the cusp, and Luca's like in it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like Luca's really proven himself, and he's just, yeah, he's just such a versatile player. I think, um, I don't know. I, I think Luca is my short answer, but in defending that, I think you've changed your answer um, to Zion. Uh, well, they're just different. I think Luca's had more time to prove himself, and yeah. he has an endless potential. And Zion is also <laughs> is has so much potential, but he's just younger, so he has more room to show what he's capable of, which he's doing daily right now. So uh, that that's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you had to save your life and. Would you take? Would you, <laughs> would you be Hannah the basketball player or Hannah the Instagram influencer? 
or if I or had like, to you know, like, save my yeah, life, like what 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 skill set would you take to the fight? You know, would you take yourself as a basketball player, or would you self just take yourself as like a video creator, like artistic, you know, oh, content creator? Um, to a, okay, to I mean, like, what kind of survival are we talking about? Is this, this like is like, like you, if you're good at if you think you're better at basketball than video creation, then you would take that to the fight, you know, and whatever the <laughs> whatever you take that becomes the fight. It's the basketball game <laughs> that becomes yeah, the, that fight. Becomes the fight. Uh, I think. Hmm, I think a, a basketball fight would be the most epic as far as like story goes, but I think as far as like my creativity and kind of coming up with new ideas and improving on the fly, um, I don't know. I got I th- I'd choose my creative side. Honestly, I don't really know what kind of. I'm also curious because I don't really know what kind of fight to the death that would be. Versus like basketball, yeah, I feel like it just be like here's this is Space Jam. You're gonna go up. We to gotta the, pick like, one, and be... you can't give two answers. You gotta pick one. This is a, this or that. <laughs> I'm gonna choose the creative one because I just want to see what that would look got like. It, got it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, last question: If you had to make a change to the basketball to the Boston Celtics, would you get rid of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? If you had to pick one person to trade. Uh, I. I think I would trade Tatum. Ooh. That might be a hot take. Um, I think that's probably definitely a hot take. But I think uh, Jalen Brown's IQ, his basketball IQ, he's always making, you know, not always, but he's very consistently yeah, making very, very, smart, very, smart, very basketball smart basketball decisions. Yeah. He's very clutch. You can count on him pretty consistently. Um, here I am saying this, and Tatum just hit a game-changing three last yeah, night. He scored, you know what, what I'm saying? So it's like right? he's – oh, my gosh. I mean, he's like their go-to player right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's tough Tatum for me to – Tatum is more skilled offensively. He – yes. I, I think it's more just like what what would we be trading no, for? No, that's – no. You have – it's the same package. You you got to trade one of those. Two. We'll go with Jalen Brown. I think you know Jason Tatum. I I like that answer. It's a hot take. Uh, people will be interested. Who would you choose? I, I'm curious. Uh, I w- yeah, I, w- I I agree with you. I think I would I would give up Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum is younger, yeah. which is the only reason why I would have a double. I would think twice, but I think Jalen Brown can fit a lot more roles like he can he can give you th- he, he yeah totally he can give you 30 can. consistently if you give him enough shots he can fit whatever mold you need him to and he just gets it and I, yeah i just he's he to me he's more consistent in his iq his basketball iq is like through the roof so uh i feel like no matter what he can always be like a really good team player i love watching his yeah, game absolutely um so i agree with you yeah. on that but i'm pretty sure literally everybody else disagrees, it's tough disagrees with this, <laughs> yeah most people i mean tatum's all uh I can't keep showing love to both sides, but I can't help it. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> All right, Hannah. Thanks a lot for your time. Uh, I hope you had a good time. And uh, we, I definitely. I had a great time. That was awesome. awesome. Let's run it back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so thanks a lot for, for taking your time. And uh, I hope that we can connect again and, and learn. I mean, you know, we have been trying, you know, we do podcasts, which is probably the least social of all social media type content and so we've been trying to do some stuff on on instagram failing horribly uh but hopefully we can learn and you know 
definitely looking at some of the stuff you do, we can get some inspiration from. And so, so keep, yeah, hit me up. Yeah, definitely hit me up anytime for feedback and advice on that. Cause that's, that's kind of my job is, is knowing the trends and everything on social media. So, um, it's tough. Things are always changing. So very you competitive too. It's very competitive, you know, and it's, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to wish you all the best and I hope to, uh, Next time we have a conversation, you're at at least a million followers. That'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) At least. At least. Casual. At least. At least. (laughs) It's all going to be because of this podcast. People are going to watch this podcast and they're going to be like, wow. They'll be like, got to follow this person. (laughs) Amel. Overnight. Overnight. (laughs) All right. All right. Take care. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. To stay updated on news, reviews, and interviews about the NBA, follow us at Ball is Bay Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Search for Ball is Bay Podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And subscribe to our podcast to get the next episode as soon as it is released. Have a wonderful day ahead and see you all soon on the Ball is Bay Podcast the largest NBA podcast in an Indian accent.